Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 46, the fourth verse. Thou my daily task shalt give, day by day to thee I live. So shall added years fulfill, not my own, my Father's will. Hymn number 46. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the Wednesday evening text. Our theme for tonight is Our Daily Bread, and the readings will now be given by Mishaela from Canada. The Bible, Psalms. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, 
even the Lord, even the God of our salvation. Matthew Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then saith Jesus, Give us this day our daily bread. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. And his disciples say unto him, Whence should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? And Jesus saith unto them, How many loaves have ye? And they said, Seven, and a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and brake them and gave to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left, seven baskets full. And they that did eat were four thousand men, besides women and children. John when Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again into a mountain himself alone. And when even was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea toward Capernaum. And it was now dark, and Jesus was not come to them. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? Jesus answered and 
said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Ye seek me not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. And they said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit, and they are life. Luke And Jesus said, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Acts And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, and they continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. First Corinthians Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Science and Health Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. Immortal mind. Feed the body with supernal freshness and fairness, supplying it with beautiful images of thought and destroying the woes of sense, which each day brings to a nearer tomb. The scriptures say, 
man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, showing that truth is the actual life of man. But mankind objects to making this teaching practical. A clergyman once adopted a diet of bread and water to increase his spirituality. Finding his health failing, he gave up his abstinence and advised others never to try dietetics for growth in grace. What we most need is the prayer of fervent desire for growth in grace, expressed in patience, meekness, love, and good deeds. Silent prayer, watchfulness, and devote obedience enable us to follow Jesus' example. I knew a person who, when quite a child, adopted the Graham system to cure dyspepsia. For many years, he ate only bread and vegetables and drank nothing but water. He passed many weary years in hunger and weakness, almost in starvation, and finally made up his mind to die, having exhausted the skill of the doctors. At this point, Christian science saved him, and he is now in perfect health without a vestige of the old complaint. He learned that suffering and disease were the self-imposed beliefs of mortals and not the facts of being, that God never decreed disease, never ordained a law that fasting should be a means of health. Hence, semi-starvation is not acceptable to wisdom, and it is equally far from science, in which being is sustained by God. Mind. This person learned that food affects the body only as mortal mind has its material methods of working, one of which is to believe that proper food supplies nutriment and strength to the human system. He learned also that mortal mind makes a mortal body, whereas truth regenerates this fleshly mind and feeds thought with the bread of life. We must destroy the false belief that life and intelligence are in matter and plant ourselves upon what is pure and perfect. In the scientific relation of God to man, we find that whatever blesses one, blesses all, as Jesus showed 
with the loaves and the fishes. Spirit, not matter, being the source of supply. Miscellaneous Writings When a hungry heart petitions the Father-Mother God for bread, it is not given a stone, but more grace, obedience, and love. If this heart, humble and trustful, faithfully asks divine love to feed it with the bread of heaven, health, and holiness, it will be conformed to a fitness to receive the answer of its desire. Then will flow into it the river of his pleasures, the tributary of divine love, and great growth in Christian science will follow. Even that joy which finds one own in another's good. In mortal and material man, goodness seems in embryo, but suffering for sin, the gradual fading out of the mortal and material sense of man, thought is developed into an infant Christianity and feeding at first on the milk of the word, it drinks in the sweet revealings of a new and more spiritual life and love. These nourish the hungry hope, satisfy more the cravings for immortality, and so comfort, cheer, and bless one. Jesus interpreted all spiritually. I have bread to eat that ye know not of, he said. The bread that he ate, which was refreshment of divine strength, we also may all partake of. Miscellany The good in being even the spiritually indispensable is our daily bread. Work and pray for it. Miscellaneous Writings Think truly, and thy thoughts shall the world's famine feed. Speak truly, and each word of thine shall be a fruitful seed. Live truly, and life shall be a great and noble creed. Christian Science versus Pantheism Once more I write, set your affections on things above. Love one another. Commune at the table of our Lord in one spirit. Worship in spirit and in truth. And if daily adoring, imploring, and living the divine life, truth, love, thou shalt partake of the bread that cometh down from heaven.
We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 422. Grace for today, O love divine, thee to obey and love alone. Losing the mortal will in thine, find we a joy before unknown. Hymn number 422.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our testimony meeting for Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We actually have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites. Many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, people from across the globe are finding God's healing, comforting, and inspired word in their own language. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. And I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much material to offer, and it all comes free of charge. And it is all healing and inspired material. For your reading, listening, studying, etc. I would like to point out one article that we're now featuring on the homepage of our English website. It's entitled, Glorifying God... It was written by Blanche Hersey Hogue, and if anyone wants to reassess their purpose for being here, read this article. Mrs. Hogue takes it very, takes good care of it very well. And uh, I'd like to invite everyone to join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock, and we have a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And this Sunday school has a teleconference feature of its own, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, and as a result, many of the students attend by telephone. What this means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. We would love to welcome your child there. One more announcement before we go on. The Bible study is this coming Saturday, February 25th, 10 o'clock in the morning. The Bible study questions are on the website. Uh, so, do your study and preparation and join us on Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning for a very rousing discussion about some really important topics. So, I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. St. Paul, testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. 
This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who run the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But we also ask that you be in a quiet place because we're going to be able to, besides hear you, any other sounds your telephone picks up. So please do everyone else the courtesy of being in a quiet place when you do so. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Ron or Linda. Ron or Linda from North Carolina, go ahead. Uh, thank you. Like movies, sickness comes in many forms, many gradations of quality and seeming purpose. And like movies, sickness seeks to mesmerize its audience with whatever story it is endeavoring to tell. I recently experienced a period of great discomfort. In movie terms, it appeared to be a blockbuster on the big screen with surround sound and a cast of famous and alluring characters. I became not only mesmerized by the actual experience, but by all the hype that preceded its release and being surrounded by an audience that was buying it hook, line, and sinker. While my discomfort was great, part of its allure was the message, oh, you can work this out yourself. You don't need help. It's as if I were sitting in that theater, not really enjoying this film, but unwilling to get up and leave for fear of standing out being judged by an audience that was laughing, sighing, and crying at all the appropriate times, dictated by the unfolding scenes before them. There came a point when that discomfort became so great, with no end in sight, that another message came to me saying, call the practitioner, you need help. Now, it does not hurt that I have a loving partner who is also loudly saying, call the practitioner, followed by an unsaid but felt numbskull. I called the practitioner. In keeping with the movie analogy, the practitioner worked on reestablishing a direct line to the only true creator, director, producer of the one reality show in existence, a connection that is always there, but I had lost sight of. And the truth she expressed was rock solid, deflecting every bit of resistance and every bit of jarring testimony. This omnipresent creator does not, cannot, would not create such fantasy. In truth, the blockbuster's author, producer, director are all frauds. It's all illusion meant to seduce a receptive audience with its clever plot and story. Do not believe it for one second. It is all a lie. There is no belief called contagion, no belief that an audience can keep you in a theater when you truly don't want to be there, when you truly don't belong there. Do not fear leaving that theater. Only good awaits you. With the practitioner's support, I left the theater and was able to resume connection to the one and only creator of the one and only reality show. The power of peace and stillness only words when under the movie's influence were now felt with gratitude. The blockbuster movie had been revealed as fantasy, its creators as frauds, the contagious influence of the audience as an impossibility, 
and the theater itself as having no foundation in reality. Unlike that mesmerized observer, victimized and manipulated by projections on a screen, I now had a distinct part to continue playing in this eternal production. So it is with all others who managed to break free from being part of such audiences. Moving analogies aside, I'm very, very grateful to Mary Baker Eddy's discovery of Christian science and the support system that was created for those times when the truth of being seems like a distant El Dorado. And I am grateful to the Plainfield Independent Church for so faithfully and consistently applying her teaching, especially stressing how important it is to constantly address animal magnetism in whatever form it may manifest. And much, much gratitude to the Plainfield practitioner who kept that direct line open to God and was not going to accept anything reflected back to her but the truth. Just proves to me that the consistent application of truth is always the victor, even when faced with a blockbuster of a movie. Thank you. Thank you. Mara. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead. Hello, everyone. Um, first, I'd like to say thank you again for all the resources available on the Plainfield Christian Science website. Just this morning, I found another amazing article by Bicknell Young read by Gary, called If We Say I Want. It's very short, about two minutes long, but so beautiful and very inspiring. She says, quote, if there's something you want, stop and think. That's the reason you don't, you haven't got it, <laughs> unquote. He explains how everything is, and everybody is governed by God, and we already have everything we need. This reminded me of an experience I had a few weeks ago. At Plainfield Christian Science Church, we are taught to pray before, after, and during everything we do. I teach Zumba classes. Zumba is a Latin-based dance aerobic workout. Um, and I make sure to pray before each Zumba class. And I know that God's love fills the room and there's no room for anything else. Before the class, a woman approached me and explained that she has never done Zumba before, and she really didn't expect to stay for the full class. I was so happy she was trying the class, and I told her that, of course, she could leave whenever she wanted. As we started the class, my first thought was that she really was not in very good shape and probably would not be able to stay long. And as soon as I thought, as soon as that thought came to me, um, I remembered what my practitioner always tells me, and that these negative thoughts are not from God. I thought about how Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy were always able to see through all the negative physical human problems they were confronted with, and instead knew right where these so-called problems were was really the complete opposite, God's spiritual perfect idea. I began to see this new participant as a spiritual idea, possessing all of God's qualities like health, activity, grace, beauty, everything that God had in abundance, she had too. The class continued and everybody danced and had fun. Um, 
And not only did this woman stay until the end of the class, but she asked me at the end um, when my other classes were, and now she attends regularly. In the past, I would think this would be a coincidence, me praying for her and her having a positive experience in the Zumba class. But now I know it's not a coincidence. When something happens in Christian science, there's a special feeling you get. You have no doubt that God is in charge. As they say, if you know, you know. Um, I'm so happy to be here tonight. I'm thankful for all I'm learning. Thank you to my practitioner, everyone at Plainfield, and uh, Misha Ila for the wonderful readings tonight. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. I would like to express my gratitude for my practitioner's support as I pray for my grandchildren and their friends. For several years, she has been praying with me and also checking in to see how they are doing. One grandchild refers to my practitioner and our whole church family as his angels. Recently, the next two oldest grandson reported that he was having a bit of a fump due to pressure where he works. I gently text or tell him truths that I have learned from the Bible, science and health, my practitioner, and church activities. He is grateful and often replies with gratitude a comment, or a heart symbol. They ask for prayers for their friends, which I gladly give and send to them. When praying for all children everywhere, I use Mrs. Eddy's prayers and the booklets about praying for children that can be found on our website. Included in one booklet is a particular prayer I like written by Mary Beth Singletary, titled, Praying for Your Children. A small section says, quote, It is so important to pray for your children, whether they are two years of age or 22. God is pouring out his spirit on your children and blessing them beyond measure, end quote. <coughs> Excuse me. Prayer, as I have learned, is a way of life, and my heart overflows with gratitude for learning about praying here at Plainfield. Thank you. Thank you. Gary. Well, first I want to thank Ms. Sheila for the great readings tonight about our daily bread, indeed the bread of life. I'd like to express my gratitude to, for Christian Science and for a teacher of Christian Science in this church uh, many years ago for helping me not to be, I guess, a patsy, if you will. Um, when I first came to join the Plainfield Church, this uh, pract practitioner at the time uh, would occasionally talk about uh, the battle going on between good and evil, 
and the importance of our being on the right side of that battle. Um, and the idea that we have to fight for what is right was something I really didn't appreciate at the time. Uh, I was raised in uh, so-called Christian Science Sunday schools, but I, when I uh, got to Plainfield, I didn't think that there had to be a battle at all. I thought that uh, the best way to deal with things was to be diplomatic and kind of work things out peacefully. And uh, as a result, I had some serious issues in my life um, that were not working out well. I mean, relationships with people, my career, even my health. Um, and I look back on it and I see it was all because I was far too willing to be soft on things that were wrong and unwilling to confront them or deal with them properly. I was much more concerned about hurting people's feelings <laughs> than whether things were right or not right. Well, this practitioner, who eventually became a teacher and a fine one, helped me to see that the battle is not the Lord. It is not personal. It's the battle is the Lord's. It's the age-old battle between good and evil, no matter what it looks like. And the point that she made very clearly was that evil, when it comes at you, is never a person, it's never a place, it's never a thing at all. But it is a false belief about something. And she kept the teaching up, and I, it took me a while to get it. Um, but one morning I woke up, and I was a changed person. I, I woke up, and I said, okay, there is a battle, and I'm in it, and I'd better be on the right side of it. <laughs> And that started a lot of changes in my thinking, in my life. Um, I began to realize that to be on the right side of this so-called battle was to be 100% obedient to what God tells me is right and to never fear the consequences. And as, I've, as I have accepted this and have accepted the responsibility to stand for what is right, and that was what was missing before, I've become much more confident that God is in control of my life. I've certainly found a peace that I didn't have before. I'm not so concerned about hurting other people's feelings. Because if someone's feelings get hurt as a result of my standing for what is right, then that's a blessing for them, and I can be glad in it. Because evil is not a person. <laughs> so I thank this wonderful practitioner and teacher for helping me 
see what I need to do. I thank Mary Baccaretti for standing in the heat of the battle before us and winning and showing us that God's truth is always victorious. So I'm very grateful to be here with you all tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Nancy from New Jersey, go ahead. Good evening. Uh, thank you for the service this evening and for the beautiful readings on our daily bread and also the beautiful hymns and music. I'm so grateful for our Wednesday services where we're given an opportunity to express our gratitude for the blessings that we receive and the healing and protection given us through our study of Mrs. Eddy's Pure Christian Science. One evening last week, I awoke with an upset stomach and the symptoms of what felt like the flu. I was holding to simple statements of truth, but the symptoms became much more aggressive and was making it hard for me to concentrate. I knew that I needed support with this, so very early in the morning, I sent a text to my practitioner asking for her prayerful support. She lovingly replied that she would be happy to help me and gave me the following statement from Science and Health on page 413. Mind regulates the condition of the stomach, bowels, food, the temperature of children and of men, and matter does not. I felt a great sense of calmness come over me, and my stomach quickly started to settle. I was able to fall asleep for a while, and throughout the day I steadily improved, the symptoms falling away, and that night I had a peaceful and undisturbed sleep. I'm so very grateful for this demonstration, and to my practitioner for her steadfast, prayerful support, and her constant assurance that God regulates everything and maintains me in perfect peace. I'm so grateful for the healing power of Christian science and for all that I am learning here. I'm grateful to my loving Father, Mother God, to Christ Jesus and Mrs. Eddy for her gift of the pure Christian science we're taught here. And I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I want to express my gratitude for the correct understanding of Christian science that is taught here and how to apply it in my daily life. The difference of what I had experienced before in Christian science is night and day from what I experience now with the correct teaching. And the evidence and results from its application are indisputable. One of the big lessons that I am learning is that I cannot force God's timing or plan. This te is teaching me how to listen and trust God, and that I, would, I will know what I need to know at the right time, or what the next step is that I need to take. It has been taking discipline and patience. Many years ago, I came across a line that said, you cannot push the river. Now this means more to me. 
pushing against the river is an exercise in futility and exhaustion. You cannot change the direction of a river's flow, nor slow it down. Here we learn that God governs the universe, and it's only his plan and purpose for his creation, which is good, only good. It has been a blessing to have a greater sense of what it means to follow God's guidance. After having gone through life full speed ahead, I've had to stop to let God work in my life. He was always there, and so now I work to see this daily by using what is taught here to handle fear, to let go of human outlining, subjugating human will, all through using the Bible and Christ Jesus' teaching and what Mrs. Eddy instructs us, which are deep instructions to align ourselves with God. There were many times that I had no idea how I was going to accomplish a task in my work for God, whether it was time, need for inspiration, strength, understanding, or some need. When I truly allowed God to be my source and my focus, the task was always completed at the right time. Often it came about at the very last minute, showing me only God was the reason that it was accomplished. Practicing this every moment of our day is a blessing. And this is a great grace that we are given here so that we can use this in our daily lives. I'm so grateful to be part of this church and to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful tonight for all I am learning here about Christian science and for how the Bible has been made steadily clearer to me over my years here. Thank you also for the readings tonight. The first verse stuck out to me. It was Psalm 68, 19, which said, quote, Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, end quote. Because of my time with this church and having regular practitioner support, I'm now able to see how God is continually loading me with benefits. And I'm so grateful for it because I never understood that at all before coming here. These benefits come in so many ways, all day long, and I'm so thankful to know that the God of our salvation only gives us good. And also to know that there is no other power or source for anything else to be sent our way. I'm very grateful to be a member of this church and to be here tonight. It is just a constant blessing to be here. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I wanted to thank all who participated in the roundtable entitled Having the Mind of Christ. Thank you all so very much. I am very grateful for you all. Over the weekend I was super busy. For most of the day I went from task to task and I realised by about late afternoon that I was pretty hungry. In a rush, I tried a new ready meal, packaged by a local supermarket here. It was quick to cook, 
It tasted good and so I gobbled it down very quickly, forgetting to pray and thank God. Well, a couple of hours later, I noticed I had a very upset stomach which persisted and by bedtime all was not well. I said my evening prayers, climbed into bed, listening to a favourite recording from our beautiful 24-7 reading room, and I knew I would be safe because the word of God shared by our practitioners and read with holy power in this church has healed us of many situations here in Australia. I woke a few hours later with some pretty troubling sensations and with a most perturbed thought, wondering about food allergies and modified ingredients. But each time I felt afraid, I tuned into our 24-7 reading room and I was blessed with God's peace. So I worked on like this, dozing and praying and listening for a couple of hours when I realised that I had the good blessing of being awake when the Plainfield Roundtable started, which is 2am here in Australia. I smiled as I listened to all the loved voices. Thank you to all, to Jeremy, Linda, Shadi, Craig, Zari. Thank you, dear Mary and Gary and Florence for teaching us all. I smiled in the night as I listened because my little tummy responded immediately to the truth, just like Craig said, that childlike trust. I was so happy listening to the truth that God heals all things. I listened to that beautiful round table filled with so many wonderful words of wisdom from our holy practitioners and teachers here. All was healed by the time Gary read Bicknell Young's quote, There is a power always available to you that is greater than any human power and superior to any combination of circumstances. The thought which is in accord with God is allied to omnipotence. End quote. That's Bicknell Young. Thank you all so much for that round table and for all that you do. All was well with me by the end of that round table. I went straight off to sleep. I had a peaceful, deep, loving sleep with God's love all around me. So I thank you. Thank you for your good, great work. I am so grateful to our dear leader, Mary Baker Eddy, who beamed God's love into the sacred pages of the Bible so all may apprehend the Christ love that heals. Thank you to our loving Father, Mother, God. Thank you to our dear Master, Christ Jesus. Thank you all, dearest Plainfield Independent, and so much love to you all. And now we have a testimony from Patricia in Canada. Many years ago, I was working in a downtown fast-paced advertising company. And it was busy season. We were working long hours. All the staff were weary and came down with severe laryngitis. And so, despite time-sensitive 
deadlines, production really slowed because we couldn't talk to each other to explain what was needed to be done. At one point, our boss walked in and said in an exasperated fashion, here we are in the communications industry and we can't even communicate with each other. I was a fairly new student of Christian science, so when I finally arrived home, I stayed up and did concordance work for such words as communication, voice, broadcast, speech, contagion, and word. I loved what I found and learned from Mary Baker Eddy's writings that communication is always from God to his idea man. And on page 384 of Science and Health, Let us reassure ourselves with the law of love. God never punishes man for doing right, for honest labor, or for deeds of kindness, though they expose him to fatigue, cold, heat, contagion. I had learned, all that we get, we get from God, and all that we get is good. The Bible's message in John 1, verse 1, was in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It was made clear that the one voice is the voice of God, and that is quite capable of whispering or thundering its message. The next day when I arrived at work, all was back to normal. Thank you. Good evening. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Michelle, for the beautiful readings tonight. I love this uh, section. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affection. Many years ago, I found this, and somebody had written, and it says that, give us the inspiration needed so we can see the perfect man right where any discord seems to be. It's a beautiful interpretation for me, and I've used it a lot. I also have a testimony from Zeri in Germany. She says, I would like to share my testimony of the ribs that were badly cracked and bruised. When I was recently in Beirut, we were walking, and I did not see a chain barrier and fell with a heavy thud to the ground. People came, but I asked to be left alone, and I prayed to know that I could see and I could walk. It seemed momentarily that this was not so. So I thought about walking in the light of God and was able to continue to walk and go for a meal. Over some time, it seemed as if the situation had worsened, and I thought about how my practitioner always brings me to the light and not a dualistic making a reality of the false claim and trying to heal the error. This does not work. I also became grateful and thought about the beautiful work that I I did and was doing in Beirut and how much my teaching blessed so many. My gifts comes from God, so God who does not know bruises or cracks? Never experienced this, any of this. Every time it came to my thought to see if there was a change, I said no, 
God knows all, and there's only love going on, blessing me and blessing all. Last week, when I was lifting heavy boxes, I noticed that I can do this without effort. Today, packing up my old studio to find a new place, I can rejoice that I live and move in God. God is a monopoly, and I am with this monopoly. So expressing God is expressing possibility. Thank you very much. And thanks for all the testimonies and the music and the the whole support of the whole service tonight. I'm happy to be here. Thank God. Thank Mary Baker Eddy. Thank Christ Jesus, of course. Thanks to everyone who helps to make this possible. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I have a few things to read again tonight. Uh, the first from Canada. I am grateful and happy to have found the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. I was not looking for a ch new church, per se. I was only looking for deeper answers to my seeming struggles as to where I was heading in my Christian Science studies. Thank you, Plainfield, for providing this sacred website, so full of inspiring articles, music, and many other archive materials, 24-7. Thank you for teaching us how to apply the seven synonyms for God as provided in our textbook by Mrs. Eddy in order to expand our understanding of our relationship with our Father, Mother, God. Much appreciated. Thank you. And from Virginia, in a recent roundtable, the book 12 Years with Mary Baker Eddy by Reverend Irving C. Tomlinson was mentioned telling of Mrs. Eddy's encouragement of right doing and also of her rebukes. In reading this book, it conveys Mrs. Eddy's steadfastness to the word of God with no deviation, but also the very humble and compassionate kindness to everyone, her love and appreciation of beauty and her sharing it with the world. Just as we have Christ Jesus as our example for living, it behooves us to learn through the authentic and correct biographies, the lessons from Mrs. Eddy's daily life, to learn what it truly means to be a Christian scientist. And then South Dakota, I love the power of putting additional thought as to, as to our golden texts. Last week's lesson on mind uh, had the thoughtful golden text from Philippians, quote, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding keepeth our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, end quote. It is good to be kept mindful that we are all the beloved child of God. Much thanks to all the workers in the Plainfield Church for your dedication, support, and love for the Christ and Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you, Plainfield Independent. And then finally, this is a testimony from one of our newest members in Hungary. A couple of days ago, I walked my dog in the park of our small town on the shore of Lake Balaton. It was a beautiful afternoon and the nature and the people who went for a walk like me were calm and joyful. At sunset, when I returned to the car, when I went to take the car keys out of my pocket, 
There were no keys there. I didn't understand that and kept searching my jacket pockets, but there were no keys. Because I live alone in the next village, I don't have a mobile phone, and I didn't want to ask anyone else for help. The scope of the loss gradually became clear to me. I hastily began to walk back all the way to use the last of the daylight to search. I asked everyone who came towards me if they had perhaps found a bunch of keys, but no one had. Worried thoughts filled my consciousness. Why was I still so thoughtless that I didn't zip my jacket pocket after leaving a bunch of keys there? Where did my sloppiness come from, which I observe in many areas of life? I saw myself inside like in a movie, unembellished and sobering. After not finding the keychain, I finally decided to walk my dog back home where I had hidden a spare keychain. At the end of the small rural town, there are no sidewalks and no street lights. It was pitch dark and I couldn't see where to step. Walking became dangerous. My little dog with his short legs was exhausted. It was clear we couldn't walk home. My briefcase was in my car and buses don't run in the evenings and anyway, most people in our region are already at home by this time. So I looked around for someone I could ask to drive us home. And yes, a friendly young man who just came out of a slip road picked us up and took us home. So the next morning, she said, that when she got her car keys, she decided to walk the five or four or five kilometers back to where she had lost the keys and, and had um, left her car the day before. When I was almost back to the car without result, she had been looking everywhere for the keys and still couldn't find them, I realized God rules me. I I dismissed all further negative thoughts and began to say out loud, God rules me and he rules my keychain. After the second or third repetition, I saw my bunch of keys far off the path. The longest key had dug deep into the damp earth, and the other keys were almost entirely hidden by the grass. But there it was, the bunch of keys, and the light of the torch fell directly on it. Exactly on this point in a park, which was about one square kilometer in size. My sense of relief and happiness was indescribable, and still is today at this experience of God's omnipresence and loving care for us all. Not only, but in every way, um, not only material, but also spiritually and in every way. Thank you, dear Father, Mother, God, and thank you, dear Plainfield Christian Science Independent, for being my family to all of us who are on our way to spiritual maturity. I was so glad to learn a lesson that negativity gets us nowhere, but when we state the positive truth, all things work together for God to them that love him. Thanks again to everyone. So I too am very grateful to be here tonight for those most beautiful readings and so beautifully put together and beautiful choice of hymns, everyone together in love and unity. Thank you all for those of you who contributed tonight and much love to you all. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 307.
The words of this hymn were, are by Mary Baker Eddy. Shepherd, show me how to go o'er the hillside steep, how to gather, how to sow, how to feed thy sheep. I will listen for thy voice, lest my footsteps stray. I will follow and rejoice all the rugged way. Hymn number 307. <laughs> 